0: Tonight's reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 to 16. Uh, This can be found on page 1145 of the Pew Bibles. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age, or of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden And that God destined for our glory before time began none of the rulers of this age understood it for if they had they would have not crucified the Lord of glory however as it is written no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him but God has revealed it to us by his spirit the Spirit searches all things even the deep things of God For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes the judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: But we're here. We're sorted. That was all right. Aren't our sound team amazing? So um, I've been looking forward to seeing you all tonight. I've been away for a couple of Sundays. We were on the Isle of Wight. We had a great time. And we're back, and it's just good to see you all. And what I want to do is just open by, by telling you a story about when I was eight. I can't remember where uh, If you can really remember what it was like when you were eight, I kind of can in the sense of I was just a a typical boy and I was playing in this church graveyard, as you do, and basically uh, there was a church and there were some grave uh, headstones, I think they're called, leaning up against the wall, and then there was this massive slab of concrete, which I think was one of those bits that goes on top of the grave, not the headstone, and I just noticed behind it that there was some really interesting stuff behind this, extraordinary stuff, so I was trying to pull this big slab of concrete back just to see what it was, and uh, suddenly it just, whoa, fell on top of me, and pinned me on the floor, it came up to my neck, I remember, I, had a, it was, ble- I was bleeding on my chin, and, it was, and I couldn't move, and I was like, <laughs> I was fighting for breath, and I remember thinking, I'm going to just push as hard as I can get this thing off. I pushed with all my strength, which was quite a lot of strength, actually. And, um, but it didn't move at all. And I was just pinned to the floor. I couldn't move. Just trapped. And it was the most horrible, horrible thing. Horrible, horrible feeling. Now, i ask you that tonight because, as Andy uh, has uh, alluded to, we're starting this new series on freedom. And uh, what I uh, am going to be doing over the next six or seven weeks with a team of other people. is just thinking about the whole topic of freedom and uh, freedom for us as people. And what I want to do as we begin is really just ask, how free do you feel in your life at the moment? How free do you feel in April 2016? Are you feeling like you're stuck under a slab and trapped? Are you feeling a bit confined or bound? Or are you just feeling really, really free and you're running around the fields, so to speak? Now, one of the interesting things is that people tend to lose their freedom. People tend to lose their freedom. You see this um, really through the story of the Bible. And if you think about it, it starts early with Adam and Eve. God says to them, look, here's an amazing place, this garden. I want to walk with you in the cool of day. And uh, it's just gonna be amazing. We'll be together and... Actually, they choose uh, to turn away from him and they end up feeling ashamed. And that's uh, a loss of freedom when you feel ashamed. And you see this all the way through the Bible story. So their descendants end up where they end up uh, in Egypt, in slavery, as uh, people who don't have freedom. And then, of course, they're sorted out. But then uh, later on in the story, the people uh, of God end up in captivity in Babylon. Again, they're not, they're not free, they're political prisoners. And so, really, what you see in the Bible is, when you look at the history of humanity, a tendency to end up in a place of captivity. And um, this actually is ongoing. And one of the weird things about being a human is you do actually often end up in a place where you do lose your freedom, Now, all sorts of things bind us. I don't know if you were to to think about the things that rob people of their freedom. Uh, I don't know what your list would be, but here's mine. First of all, I think fears can really bind us. Uh, Fear uh, is crippling at times, and it can take many different shades and colors. Uh, It could be, for example, phobias or paranoias or just being frightened of what people think. And, uh, you know, lots of people uh, are bound with fears of one kind or another. I guess another obvious one is addiction, and this actually really robs us of our freedom. And uh, there's all sorts of uh, addictive stuff, isn't there? Uh, Around drugs, uh, around um, booze, around sex. Internet porn is a massive one. And uh, all sorts of uh, addictions. And some are a bit more subtle than others. And, you know, one thing that lots of people seem to be struggling with at the moment is workaholism. People can't stop working. And all sorts of things, all sorts of addictions can trap us. And we actually don't want to be doing whatever it is, but we end up doing it. And so we're captives. Insecurities bind us. And, uh, you know, there's quite a pressure, isn't there, to be in the right crowd. Uh, It's sort of... It, it, it's there at school, but it's sort of ongoing uh, through life in many, many respects. And uh, also, perfectionism is a massive one. Uh, to be perfect, to be the, the, the perfect uh, person, the perfect person at school with the great Instagram or Facebook or social media image, uh, the perfect mum, the perfect dad, to have the perfect marriage, whatever it might be. And uh, basically, this stuff binds us. I was really struck. A few years ago, uh, I spent some time with someone who was very suicidal. And, uh, you know, we we sort of talked and in a very, very difficult situation. And uh, then this person sent me a a friend request and I I replied saying yes uh, or whatever. And I I, I looked at their Facebook page and I just looked at their profile. And uh, it was all like life's great, life's perfect, you know. uh, just in the cafe, just taking the dog for a walk, great food, oh, great night, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I thought, isn't it weird, isn't it, how we feel this pressure to have it all together, to be in control. Hey, it's all sorted, and I can handle this, and, uh, you know, I look good, and uh, everything's fine. And uh, this sort of uh, culture is quite toxic, and it actually leaves many of us feeling quite isolated and uh, uh, ashamed, a bit like Adam and Eve, actually. And there's all sorts of stuff we could talk about. We could talk about wrong choices and how uh, the Bible calls this sort of stuff sin. It's an old, old word, but it means actually um, acting in ways that grieve God, ourselves, other people, whether deliberately or not. But we, 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 we end up bound if we make these wrong choices. And uh, we can get banned in all sorts of other ways too. And so what I want to really do is just ask you, how free are you feeling? And of course, I'm asking myself, how free uh, am I feeling too? Uh, what's the greatest thing that, if you could be free of anything, what would be the greatest thing in your life right now you'd want to be free of? What's weird is, as well as painting um, a picture of human beings' tendency to lose freedom. The other thing that happens, interestingly, if you watch it in the New Testament, is that churches tend to lose their freedom too. And uh, Paul writes about this, the Apostle Paul writes about this a lot. And we're going to be using some of his teaching just to think about the individual loss of freedom, but also the, the, the way churches can lose freedom too. And very, very quickly, legalism creeps in and very, very quickly, religion creeps in, and uh, actually, uh, we lose this dynamic connection uh, with God that uh, God himself has made possible, apart from uh, the law. So, I don't know what you make of this. I don't know whether you're feeling thoroughly depressed right now, and I've really, I really depressed you all, and you're thinking, oh my gosh. All I want to say at the start of this series is actually Take any loss of freedom in your life, any sense of being trapped under a slab, any sense of being bound uh, and tied, and all the rest of it very, very seriously, because actually it's dehumanizing, it's not what God wants for you, and actually it ruins your life. And the thing is, we all look good, don't we? We look good, looking around the room, we all look good. Uh, I've got a new jumper it's high fashion, ladies and gentlemen, the Edinburgh Woollen Mill, and uh, on the high street, high fashion, but you know, it, underneath, often we're, we're, we're covered in chains, aren't we? Because we don't talk about this stuff, and because we feel ashamed about this stuff because we're not perfect, because there's such a pressure to have it all together, uh, actually we don't tend to talk about it. And that really deepens the, 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 the lack of freedom in our lives. And uh, maybe we talk to one person, maybe two. But actually, what we tend to do is suffer in silence. And even worse, uh, we tend to actually just assume that's it. That's our lot. Nothing we can do about it. And I've just got to, you know, suffer in silence, just cope with this and get on with it. And so um, I want to just get us thinking about these sorts of issues of freedom at the start of this series. Now what's extraordinary about God is that he, f- he loves his people, we know that, and part of the expression of his love for his people is he has a total commitment to free his people. And you see that with what he's done uh, in history uh, as a result of Adam and Eve walking away. We, we, we kind of see that in raising up Moses, this slightly reluctant leader, to actually do what? Uh, lead the people out of captivity in Egypt. And, and you see that in the way he actually freed the people in exile, uh, the captives in Babylon. And one of the thing is that uh, God wants to free people and uh, Paul writes very, very strongly uh, about this. And um, he actually says, you know, if you want to be free, uh, there's, there's a few things you need to do as a person. And uh, I want to just really, uh, in a very introductory way this evening, make two really basic points uh, if you're in search of freedom. The first thing the Apostle Paul would say, if you really, really want to be free, it's this crazy thing, it's this, it's this shocking thing. If you really, really want to be free as a person, First things first, step one. You need to come to faith in Jesus Christ. That's the first thing. And I remember in my early 20s, wasn't a Christian, despite playing in (laughs) graveyards, I didn't really go to church And basically, you know, I remember thinking, I'm not that free as a person. I can feel it. I was trying all sorts of stuff, but I couldn't get free. And I was sitting in a church like you are. The sun was shining. It was in the summer. I remember it so clearly. And uh, I found it a bit freaky going into the church and people were looking at Bibles. I was thinking, this is really weird. And the sun was coming through. It was shining. I was looking at the dust in the sunshine. I can so remember. There was a guy in a rugby shirt, striped blue and white. And he said this. He said, you know... What's amazing about Jesus is he alone has the power to free people. And I, I remember thinking, what? That's so weird. That is so strange. Well, Jesus has the power in 1993 or 4, I think it was to free people, but it intrigued me. And the thing is, it's actually true. You see, God is the most free person in the universe. He is the, uh, uh, Jesus was the prototype human being who, who shows human life and what's uh, uh, living well and what's possible uh, for a life uh, lived in human form. And what he does is he actually uh, models freedom to us. And uh, really, if you want to be free, this person explained, uh, it's the truth that frees you, ultimately. It's the truth that frees you, not the lies. It's the truth that frees you. And who's the truth, what's the truth? The truth, actually, is Jesus himself. Uh, He's truth personified. He says, doesn't he, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus, you see, his whole sort of mission, like God, uh, through the tracking the story through the New Testament, his whole thing is to free people. This is what lies at the heart of the gospel, the good news of Jesus. It's sometimes referred to uh, as the wisdom of God. It it basically uh, lies at the heart of who he is and what he's about. And so uh, when he's asked what he's Uh, About, he says, This the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And if you want to see freedom a free person you look to Jesus because he models the free life he's a phenomenally free Jesus he does what he wants he says what he wants uh, and uh, basically he 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 acts to free other people from uh, illnesses demonic forces uh, illnesses and uh, he lives this crazily free life and tch, he, he uh, you know, he's God for goodness sake. He's holy. He's God incarnate. What does he do? Well, what's the first miracle he does? Water into wine. Excuse me. Uh, that's slightly strange. And uh, he challenges the religious people and legalism. And um, he actually lives this totally free uh, life. Now... The Apostle Paul, as we're going to see over the next weeks, really sets out what Jesus uh, has done and the freedom he's won for us. And if you want to sort of get into this, you could start reading Romans 5 to 8. But really, what the Apostle Paul says is, uh, yes, you've got to come to faith in Jesus if you want to be free, because actually, he uh, has acted on the cross to set humankind free. It's Quite extraordinary. And uh, the freedom Jesus wins for us on the cross, he explains in that book, is firstly from um, oppressive spiritual powers. Uh, and Jesus talks, doesn't he, about a kingdom coming and a, uh, and a whole different kingdom and a different realm. And one thing we forget as we wrestle with a lack of freedom is that actually um, there is the material realm the social realm, but actually there's this whole other spiritual realm. And uh, you know, Jesus basically sets us free from spiritual oppression and spiritual powers. He also, uh, in that book, he he sets us free from legalism. This is what happens when he dies on the cross. He actually breaks uh, uh, the law off us and sets us free from the uh, curse of the law is the technical phrase. And uh, also he, apparently too, which is true, break, sets us free from the power of sin. Uh, this, these wrong choices we make. And also, if this isn't enough, for goodness sake, we should be clapping by now. If this isn't enough, what else does he do? He sets us free even from the power of death. Think about that. Set free from the power of death. And he does all of this, Paul says, on the cross. And uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. Uh, that he does. So if you want to find freedom, if you're wrestling with stuff, the Apostle Paul would say, and we're going to be looking at this in more detail over the next weeks, come to faith in Jesus Christ. That, that's the first step in finding freedom. And if there's anyone here tonight, uh, you wouldn't describe yourself uh, as, a, as a Christian or, or you want to explore this, we'd love as a church to help you and do whatever we can just to talk stuff through with you, to pray with you, whatever would be helpful. So do um, come and let us know uh, if you'd like to um, have a chat or whatever. Second thing the Apostle Paul says, you know, if you really want to be free, don't just come to faith. Actually, you need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I free people myself. How did I do that? I did that through the power of the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, he said. And actually, if you want to be free, you have to be someone who's filled with the power of the Spirit. God is Spirit, so we need to be filled with God himself. And uh, actually, if we want to keep free, we have to learn how to walk in the power of the Spirit. And... Um, This is very, very important. Now, I remember hearing all this stuff for the first time and I remember thinking, this is absolutely, it just sounds weird, it sounds crazy, it doesn't seem to uh, make any sense to me. And uh, actually, um, that's normal if you're a person who isn't filled uh, with the Spirit. Let me unpack this a bit. This passage speaks about what God has done in Christ, the wisdom of God. The ways of God. And basically, it starts with these words. We do have a speaker message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Guys, you know, we, we as, as Christians, we see the world, we see human life, we see what it is to live a good life, a success, successful life, in a very different way to uh, uh, the rulers of this age and the wisdom of this age. Uh, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. Actually, no one really understands this stuff. None of the rulers of this age understood it, but if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So actually, uh, what we're caught up in in the church is something quite remarkable and extraordinary and Uh, very, very countercultural and very, very otherworldly in many respects. There's a problem with describing it as otherworldly because it suggests it's not earthy and here now, but it's here now too. And you see, if we're to see this, if we're to see what Jesus has done, if we're to walk in freedom, we need the Spirit of God to do that because no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has, has conceived The things that God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. So actually, it's the spirit of God who helps us see the truth of Christ, the extraordinary work of God on the cross, and actually to walk in freedom. And the amazing things God has for us, one of which, uh, this small thing we're talking about, is freedom, which is an amazing thing. And actually, uh, it's essential if we want to walk in freedom that uh, we are people of the Holy Spirit who are comfortable with the Holy Spirit, who understand uh, the Holy Spirit. Why? Well, because the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. You want to know God's thoughts? Well, you need to know the Spirit because only he knows the Spirit of God and the thoughts of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world but the Spirit who's from God so that we may understand what God has freely given. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom and in the Sunday papers and in the the, the sort of stuff we watch on TV and all that, but actually the stuff taught by the Spirit. And the truth is, and I'm just reminding you of us, you, you know this, without the Holy Spirit, this whole thing sounds mad and crazy and a bit strange. And Paul acknowledges this. The person without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, can't understand them because they're discerned only through the Spirit. You see, I went from a place of thinking, this is, this is what? Jesus has risen from death back to life? Are you being serious? What? He's done this stuff on the cross? What? You can really find freedom in him? That's ridiculous. Actually, uh, I came to faith. I was filled with the Spirit. That's what happens when, you're, when you come to faith. You, it's, 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 you, remove, you, you, you go from one kingdom to the other, such is the nature of this. And the Spirit of God gives you revelation to see what God has done. And we can do this because, uh, as that passage says, we have the mind of Christ. So I don't know what it is, what, what you'd love to be free from. I don't know what it is, uh, what you'd be really aching. I don't know what your, your, your big sense of confinement is, or sense of, gosh, I just wish that would go, or just that would happen, or I just feel bound up. But actually, if you wanna be free, the first thing I just want to remind us all of is actually it's found in Christ. And if you wanna see it, uh, we get that through the Spirit. Now, you might say, hey, Mike, I've been a Christian for 20 years. I've come to faith. I'm filled with the Spirit but actually, I still don't feel wildly free. And uh, you know, that can happen. It happened to the Apostle Paul. He says, "You know, I can't seem to do the things I want to do. I can't stop doing this. And what he does in the letters we're gonna look at over the next few weeks is learn how we can actually walk in freedom through the power of God because we can't do it ourselves. We need the power of the Spirit to enable us to do that, which is why it's so important that we are people of the Spirit. So I'm lying under this slab of concrete and I just—I remember, I remember just feeling awful. I was there for about half an hour and I, remember, I still remember the coldness of the concrete on my, on my body. And then suddenly, the whole thing was just lifted off and it's, it, it's just, bam, on the grass. And I looked up and a guy... I'd sort of got it off. And then I stood up and I went to to thank him. But he'd gone. I never met him. I never thanked him. But in and of my own strength, I couldn't get free. I couldn't get out of that tight spot. And neither can you, neither can I, in terms of winning the freedom that we long to to see. Only Jesus can do that. And we need the spirit to enable us to see that and walk in that and live in that. So that's what we're gonna be looking at the next six or seven weeks. And I hope, uh, my prayer is that actually you will find much greater freedom than you have so far in your life. That's what I'm really praying. And I'm praying for us as a church at St. Saviour's will find far more freedom than we've ever had before as well. Amen.